welcome to Dungeons and Doobies. It's just Colin and Alex this time. No Mike. But uh, Alex, I'm going to start this off right away because I know you've probably been anticipating this. I met a texted you earlier and told you where we were going to talk about beans. Right? Okay. So, Gambit, the X-Men. Okay? Okay. His power is not through playing cards. His power is to charge items with kinetic energy. Oh, no. I see where this is going. No, listen to me. Dried beans would be a much more effective combat method for old boy than playing cards. Not as aesthetically pleasing. Doesn't really fit the motif of a thief, uh, a rogue type of, you know, gambling gambit. Right. But how many playing cards do you think you can fit in a trench coat? Because traditional 90s gambit wears a trench coat. I'm going to say at max 23 to 25 decks of playing cards. Because you have the inside pocket, the two pockets on the sides. Sure. Uh, Hear me out, though. I understand where you're going with the number of projectiles and the capability of storing a fuckload of beans on yourself. But we can go a step further. You've read Aragon. Sam. I have. Okay, so the thing is he has to hold these... The way that he has to charge his powers is he would have to only charge one grain of sand at a time and so a handful of sand would take him forever to charge Hmm. because there's you know 10 billion particles he has to charge versus like i got 40 beans in my hand that does put a damper on things but i i don't know i was i was sitting there i was talking to one of my individuals and my job i'm just talking about comic books and stuff and i was like hold on like a bolt of lightning i was like gambit would be way more effective if he used beans instead of playing cards but think i mean think about it funnier how do you think like how many dried beans because wet beans, I don't think the impact, even fully charged with kinetic energy, is going to be enough to do anything. It depends on where you hit them. True. I mean, you get them in the eye, it's all over, whether it's dry or wet. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You get those Mach 2 <laughs> wet beans. Oh, man. Just, I don't know. I just, I really like the thought of like Gambit flying in, kicking in through the window, and just throwing a handful of beans into the room and everybody dropping dead. Oh, man. Or just throwing a charged can and it's a bean grenade. Yeah. Like, we were talking, me and Buddy Aaron were talking about that at work too, how like Gambit's powers are honestly really 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 cool because of how useful it is to charge items with kinetic energy like bike tires all you would have to do is pedal one time and you'd zoom off well yeah 
Yeah, that makes sense. To start the motion because all the energy is already there. Right. Like you get way more torque on your vehicles. Yeah. But no, I never catch you. Never. He is the world's greatest thief. I think Phantom X was a little better than him in the comic books and they make a point of it. But Phantom X is the pinnacle of the Weapons Plus program. I was about to, wait, hold on. So Gambit's the greatest thief, but Nightcrawler exists? Uh, so Nightcrawler could be a very good thief. The problem is that Nightcrawler is very... That's not in Nightcrawler's person. That's not his personality. He's so, a devout Catholic. He's the hypothetical greatest thief. Okay. Oh, yeah. If he tried as our, to do the shit that Gambit does, he would be better. Uh, I think the only first person that is better than either of them is, like I said, Phantom X. But he has the EVA. Uh, I don't like to call it EVA because it's Phantom X's brain and nervous system that he keeps separate from his body. But it, it works like... Does he a, like wear it like a suit? No, no, it's a separate entity. He can like fuse with it and then pull himself apart from it. But it's like, uh, it's its own mind. And like when he is away from it, he still can move his body and, and it's really, really wild. The concept you'll have to, we'll have to do a deeper dive into it sometime. But, uh, yeah, the dude basically can exist in two places at once, so he can leave his nervous system to go watch while he goes. Almost kind of astral projecting. Yeah, to go <clears throat> while he goes to go do the the shit. And also his costume is really, 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 really fucking cool. He's like white and black Deadpool almost. Mm-hmm. With, but he wears a trench coat. So, you mean like Rorschach? Yeah. Only, okay, so the instead Watchmen? of. Yeah, similar, but his whole costume is white and has a black pattern on it. And instead of the uh, mask covering his eyes, the mask covers everything, but the eyes are cut out of the mask hmm. in like a, a bar. You know, it's goofy. It is a the mask is pretty. I always thought the Moon Knight mask was goofy, too. I'm unfamiliar. It's all white. Like imagine if you took a and it's so tight the way it's always drawn that like I've ever seen it drawn. Take a paper bag or a plastic bag and put it around your head as tight as you can, and then breathe in super deep with your mouth closed. And that's like the I'm, I really like Moon Knight as a character. I'm just like, why do you have to fucking look so goofy all the time, dude? The ugly child being kissed goodnight. Hey, man, don't make me relive my childhood like that. (laughs) 
Oh, I will say, I just got some new homegrown from my buddy. So, oh, yeah? The, I can almost not make it through a whole joint my own. And I'm, as you know, a smoker, smoker. Oh, not yeah, gonna lie. you know it's good stuff whenever <clears throat> you forget to hit it. Yeah. You would probably handle it a lot, I'm going to say like a lot better, but different differently than me but you you mostly smoke the wax so right see i don't like that because i like wax as a treat because i feel like i get acclimated to it very quickly so it's one of those things like you have you get sorry you get some wax and the first like two dabs three dabs get you bonkers right right and then the fourth one is a little worse and then the fifth one is a little worse and then the sixth one is a little worse and then like i feel like if i smoke dabs all the time because a gram gram and a half will last me a week two depends on how my week is going well Right. A lot of that has to do with the concentration factor and the fact that you're oversaturating your neurotransmitters. So, with the fact that you're already oversaturating your neurotransmitters with such a dense concentration of the THC, of course, subsequent doses are going to activate it less and less as your body acclimates to having that much of the drug in its system. Um... So, by its very nature, lower doses are going to give you less of a tolerance effect. Lower doses of THC, that is. Right. Right, you're right. So, it's all about what you handle and how you prefer smoking. If you prefer slowly choking on things while you go about your day, weed's probably the thing for you. Yes, I prefer. I I like smoking joints. That's like my all time preferred. Man, I can smoke half of it. I can light it, take three hits, and put it put it out, and come back to it later. Like I can smoke the whole thing at once and just get fucking ripped. Yeah, and there is something to say about the disposability of joints because I mean, with a bowl, like you can't just smoke a bowl and throw it out the window right right that's that's actually i one i think one of the main reasons not that i like really ever smoke anywhere but my house but i mean you know if we're out say me and rebecca out driving around going to the river or something i could bring a few joints and if i was smoke them there's no nothing nothing for the way back right no, you I know, know what you mean. like as once they're gone they're gone i either you know put the roach in my pocket toss it in a trash can something like that on you know while we're at the park or wherever and go about my day i will say it was wild as fuck in vegas being able to just walk down the las vegas strip Big old fat joint in my mouth. 
Oh, oh yeah, sure. that's probably going to have some level of nostalgia for you for the rest of your life. Like, that was like, I don't know, other people doing it too. It's like, this is, I don't know, I'd say it was always stigmatized when we were younger. And I mean, I understand why I feel like it should be used responsibly, you know. But it was just like, all these people walking around getting drunk, why can't I smoke a joint? And then being in Vegas and out on the strip being like, holy shit, I can just spark up right here and nobody's going to say anything? I mean, Bet. it's the place in the USA that's just been designated as the vice capital. Why not? Fun fact, Clark County is the county that the city of Las Vegas exists in. And while prostitution is legal in the state of Nevada, it is illegal in Clark County. And yet, surely there was some amount of prostitution going on there. Definitely saw two hookers. Like, saw a bunch of people that were maybe hookers. But I definitely saw two different ladies proposition we were walking behind this dude and he was by himself and we were uh, twice i watched him get propositioned oh man i haven't heard that word since my fable two days <laughs> he would just oh, man. propositioned by a hooker use the thumbs up expression to accept or the thumbs down expression to decline and meanwhile i'm trying to run as far away as i can before my dad looks over right Right. Oh man. See, I didn't have. I didn't ever have that problem. You know, my parents are a lot less strict and weird than you. Yeah, your and parents so I, probably would have laughed. Yeah. So I remember the first time. That's like when I found out what a hooker was. I was like, Dad, what the? What is a hooker? And he's like, She will have sex with you for money. And I was like, I don't want to give this bitch my money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. I this cat. <laughs> yeah, I am. No. <laughs> Do you know how much real estate I have had to fuck with to get to where I'm at? <laughs> I'm not giving giving you money. That that's my wiener. I can do that myself. <laughs> Peace, bitch. <laughs> oh, Fable Two. I Fable One will always be the best Fable game, hands down. There's. Like no arguing that I don't care who you are, and if any of our listen listeners feel any differently, Dungeons and Doobies at fifty five at gmail dot com to try and prove me wrong. But I'm pretty sure you won't because Fable One is the greatest. I'm actually going to make one argument here. Fable One was the best in terms of gameplay. I feel like the story in Fable Two was better. Okay, so as someone who listens to and analyzes stories all the time, you know, a big reader, the story was better. Everything else about the game was worse. And that's what makes it Fable 2 overall worse to me is because, like, literally the only thing they needed to improve in Fable 1 
was the story. And I'm not saying that sucked. The whole Jack of Blades thing, that was neat. The Lost Chapters after that, even cooler. I, I don't know about the Lost Chapters. Like the whole Jack of Blades becoming a dragon and you needing to give him the fade again. Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of goofy and they made him out to be this world-ending threat and then you just walk in and multi-strike him a couple times. He's honestly a bitch. Oh, Jack of Blades was a bitch. But I think every Fable last boss was a bitch. Honestly. Yeah, the, yeah. let's be honest. If you knew what you were doing, any boss in Fable was a bitch. I, I mean, I feel like the first one was always kind of a challenge, but I feel like the, the fucking... Wasp Queen? Yeah. I, I feel mean, like everything after that, dude. Fable is... Fable is something that... My God, dude. The power creep. Those are the words I'm looking for. The power creep in Fable is absolutely insane. Do you mean leveling, or do you mean from one to three? From, like, level one to level three, how different, how, like, strong you get. Okay. And then from level three to five, it's even worse than that. You know what I mean? And so eventually, by the time, you know, you're level 21 or whatever at the end of the game, you're walking, you know, you walk in, you multi-strike Jack of Blades three times, and then you walk out. Well, that's kind of another thing about Fable, was that if you were really good at using one specific trick, you could probably use it the whole last game. Yeah. Like, if all that you ever did was use multi-strike to whack the shit out of things, that was effective. Just fucking at me next time, Alex. No, I mean, that's what I did. It's just slow time and multi-strike all day. I sometimes used slow time, sometimes didn't. I would forget to. Do you have XCOM in your Steam library? Uh, I do believe I do. I think I have both Enemy Within and Enemy Unknown, as well as a lot of the older ones that you shouldn't play. That's what I was going to get at. Is I was going to ask you if you had any of the older ones. Not that I want to play them, but I've heard that they are really hard. They're unforgivingly difficult. Um, I've played a couple of attempts. Uh, actually, the easiest of them is Interceptor, and that's the space dog fighting sim. That's not an XCOM game in my head, though. I mean, it is, because XCOM at its core is about defending the Earth from aliens and the weird strategies that they have to evolve using reverse engineering to defeat them. Right. But, correct in that it isn't a turn-based strategy game. I think the worst of them was Apocalypse. And oh, my experiences with that game have never lasted more than 30 minutes before I get total party wiped by some nonsense. Yeah. My favorite XCOM game was the Bureau. And people can talk shit all they want. I mean, that did come after the age at, at which they decreased the difficulty, but I'm with you. That was, that was fun. That was hella fun. So... Uh, I think now is the time we're going to get to the segment where we talk about, we take 
a feat that we have found as possible in D&D or is possibly possible, depending upon how cool your DM is. And uh, we tell you guys about it. And Alex, uh, you found it. So do you want to take us away on this one? Oh, yes. Um, so I saw one DM posit the idea of an item that you could mount onto a ship that would allow it to be targeted as a player would. And he was asking for unique ideas for how you could manipulate this. And other players were thinking of ways that it could be broken or used to heavy player advantage. And instead, I was just thinking of the sheer grandeur of casting Spider Climb on the ship and sailing it up the side of a cliff. Oh, yeah. That was... That was... My first thought was like, I'm never getting out of this ship. <laughs> I will get out to do what I absolutely have to. But other than that, we're casting fly. We're casting spider climb. We're cast, you know. Yeah. Suddenly, this is car this is caravaneering. I'm gonna start charging people for rides and my flying pirate ship. Make a be a millionaire. Your spellcaster falls asleep. You gotta wake him up really fast to cast fly. <laughs> Oh, Mike, is uh, he's writing his campaign for After Mine Ends. I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, he said that we can use our existing characters if we want. So if you want to continue the bullshittery of... I, you see, I don't know if Mike will be able to handle the bullshittery. Uh, I don't either. I don't know if Mike can handle my level of nonsense. So the thing is, Mike is a lot different player or a DM than I am. Uh, and so Mike is trying, tries to make his story work no matter what, but like allow you to also do whatever the hell you want. You know, I'm about that. I'm not entirely about the uh, players completely derailing what the DM has. And it happens all too often. Yeah. Um, so I, to some degree... Sometimes I, I find ways to hook the players back in, but it doesn't always work. No. And I've also found that to some degree that's kind of the nature of the game. Yeah. Player choice is a cornerstone. But, like, you can give your players choices and still, like, a perfect example is in our campaign. You used your robe of stars. Professor Gestalt used his robe of stars and Odalux impenetrable sphere and the spell uh, was enlarge. Yes. To deal with a threat that could have TPK'd you guys was supposed to knock out and my plans because as, as the dm was for this thing to knock out not kill but knock out two of your party members and you know show you guys like he is not to be trifled with at all right and you are like no no 
let me just no. And he picked him up. He put so he cast oh fuck sphere of protection. I cast Odalux resilient sphere, then enlarge on myself, then picked him up and plane shifted. And dropped him. And like I could have been like, okay, well, that right there, end of campaign, whatever. You just fucked over my big bad. You can do whatever you want now, you know? But I was like, no, he's coming back. And now he's going to be even more mad. I mean, sure. I mean, I did plane shift a lich. Yeah, they have phylacteries and he can regenerate his body. But at the same time, does it solve the immediate issue of my friends are under attack? Yes. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I allow you to do that. I could, have, problems. I could have had some caveats where he didn't, you know, he like was able to counterspell your uh, sphere or whatever. But I'm like confident in my abilities as a DM to veer the story, you know? Right. Back to where it needs to be. But also, you guys, like, it's more fun when Rebecca gets to, you know, as the druid, gets to whistle and get a guard's attention while she's chained up in a prison cell, right? And then look him in the eyes and turn into a gorilla and tear the chains off the wall. Or you, you weren't there for that. No. Oh, man, they got... They get put into a prison because Mike killed a guy, right? <laughs> and so they're all chained up uh, on the wall with their hands above their head and their feet are not on the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're hanging and they're like, what are we going to do? They're talking and Rebecca's just like laughing the whole time. And we get to, I explain some more stuff. And she's like, if I whistle, does that get the guard's attention? I was like, you know, yeah, definitely. Probably would, and, yeah. And she's like, okay, so I, I whistle really loud. Like uh, like a, like a, you know, come here, whistle. And the guard walks up to the cage and she just, she goes, I make eye contact. Incredibly serious, deep, like soul touching, crushing eye and contact right right like, mm-hmm. and she's like and then i turn into a gorilla and tear myself off the wall <laughs> i don't know if i would have gone for the intimidation <laughs> tactic i probably would have enlarged myself uh so her turning into a gorilla she turns into a giant ape now she's high was a high enough level already Instead right. of a regular ape. So that broke the chains and dropped her. But yeah, I imagine she, they could do it. Like stood up and looked at this guard and he like just she got a nat twenty on her intimidation check. Right? And so uh, this guard, the natural shit your pants. The, no, this guard like looks at her and just like unclips his keys from his belt. Unlocks the door, drops his spear, and turns and runs off. I ain't about it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And Rebecca's 
probably the most merciful member of the party at that point. So like everyone else was like, kill him, kill him, kill him. Get his ankles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but I've, if we ever, I only have probably about three more sessions worth of stuff. If we ever have the ability to all get back together. We've done some pretty wild things. We need to talk about Deathloop. Yeah. That is, if you guys out there haven't played Deathloop, uh, at least go watch some gameplay. I'm I'm a PS5 owner, and I'm, I've heard that it's sometimes bricking the PS5. So I'm scared to get one, get it, until I know that that issue has been entirely solved. But for the uh, moment, we can play it vicariously through streamers. And let me just say, Alex, who's the kick loop guy? Donkey. Video game donkey. Shout out video game donkey, because welcome to kick loop is some of the most enjoyable content I've seen in probably the last three years. I've watched that video probably 90 times. <laughs> Welcome to Kick Welcome to Kick Welcome to Kick And then we're going to just sneak up on this guy over here and kick him off a fucking edge. That's what everybody wants a dedicated kick button. That's literally me and Mike. He was uh, showing him some gameplay the other day. He's at my house. I was like, that's a button. That's a dedicated button that kick he's doing. And Mike's like, I'm I why does why do I have a gun? <laughs> it reminds me of Bulletstorm. Oh my god. I love the fuck out of Bulletstorm. That I game was blast from the past. Yeah. That was I forgot all about that game until you just said that. Bulletstorm was if you guys haven't played Bulletstorm, it was on the Xbox 360. Was it on the PS3 or was? I think it was. Um, it was by Epic Games. Had a very Gears of War art style to it. <laughs> yeah, but it was goofy, and the point of the game was to be as macabre and gruesome in your kills, creative. Yeah, in your kills as possible and you had like stasis that you could make them fly through the air really slow so you could figure out what angle you needed to kick them into the cactuses or kick them into the spikes on that wall over there or just grab them with your laser whip and throw them up in the air and slam them back down shoot them kill things are always a funny part of any game kill what kill physics kill physics are you familiar with Dark Messiah of Might and Magic? Uh, it's not. I've definitely heard the name before. I feel like I've seen it in a kid in like a Game Informer. or So it came out on the Xbox 360. And uh, it was a first-person shooter Might and Magic game, which before then had not existed. But it had a very unique combat system that involved physics in a unique way. And it had a dedicated kick button. Except uh, enemies, whenever it was detected that a physics impulse would take them near a deadly object, they would ragdoll in more unpredictable fashions. So, like, 
there were times whenever you could kick somebody five different times and they would be like, man, that ain't going to do anything. But you get them a little closer to a spike trap and they just go sailing into it. Okay. That sounds like I would enjoy that game. I understand what you're saying. The physics, I really like the ragdoll physics in any game. Like, let me watch the ragdoll, please. GTA. ragdoll physics. GTA. I mean, I'm not a GTA fan, but dying's funny because it's of the ragdoll physics. Dark Souls is some of the best. Like, I'm See. a huge Dark Souls fan. And I've played and beaten every game but two. Uh, I've played two. I never played it long enough to beat it. I think I only had two for maybe three weeks. But I've beat Dark Souls 1 and I've beat Dark Souls 3. So between Uh, the two of us, we beat the whole series. Right. Okay, yeah. You played in B2, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went sword and board the whole build. I go sword and board in one, and I went sword and board again in three. I did a Actually, technically, I went club, because I think club is the best Dark Souls (laughs) 2 weapon, and I will fight anybody (laughs) on that. You mean like... (laughs) Don't die. Like the absolute best... Uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I didn't play too much Dark Souls 2. But Do I, I think it's the best PvP weapon? No. Do I think it's the most damaging PvE weapon? Also no. But does it have really good and fast swing arcs? Yes. And that's what I'm about. You don't really miss with it because it has really nice swing arcs. See, that's really important in Dark Souls. The swing and arc, that's... But I just use longsword. I think I beat Dark Souls 1 with a longsword plus 10, and I I know I beat Dark Souls 3 the first time with a longsword plus 10, and the second time I used one of the big... I have a Fuma Ultra Gate Greatsword. Oh, yeah. Dark Souls 3, the heavy weapons were amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually didn't like Dark Souls... One's heavy weapons at all. You know, I think one thing that Dark Souls needed on those uh, bodies, though, was a little bit more interaction. Like, the the bodies actually needed physical boundaries to them. You could step through them too easily. You could phase them into each other too easily. They needed a bit uh, more collision. Yeah. That would have made them some perfect rag dolls. Definitely. Because you would definitely phase through the ground or phase through the dude's sword after he hit you and kill you know. I do think that adds to some of the funniness. I've seen videos, it's never happened to me, but if people ragdolling and the physics just making them wiggle at the end of this dude's sword while he's swinging it around. Yeah. Or just like go sailing like, through the air. Yeah. The Skyrim uh, ragdoll physics, I those are funny too. Everybody remembers the first time they met a fucking snow giant. 
Yeah, the Skyrim space program. Yeah. I love what it's called that so much. It's even better in VR. See, Skyrim in VR, that I'm going to buy the PS5 remake because I've been kind of wanting to play some Skyrim lately. Don't have it. Right. But Skyrim in VR is, it came out after it had already been released like three times. Yeah, I think and Special people, Edition was already out by that point. It might have been. And I like, a lot of people want to say that, you know, by that point it was like, oh my God, stop releasing Skyrim. Listen to me. Go play Skyrim VR before you fucking say that. Because like, I did not think it would translate as well as it did to VR. Oh, yeah. Surprisingly, the best VR game that I've played was simply a port of a game that I already played. Right. And that is something that I could talk to you about for hours, for days, is the potential of VR. Um I was watching a YouTube video about some their opening business like VR as a business. Like you go and you pay to play VR games. Right. And they have like the full setup, the you know, the what's it called? Pad under your feet that you run on and the the waist monitor that tracks your movement and the hand with the individual finger monitors and you know yeah that sounds like a whole bunch of different consumer tech put into one place you got the omni virtuix treadmill like yes omni virtuix with the finger tracking yeah Oh my, but I saw that and it was like these guys were playing Call of Duty or whatever, some shooting game. And it looked like these dudes looked like they were having the time of their life. And I was like, dude, that would be like peak. And I love, love it because like all the gamers that I've talked to about it, talk to people in different communities about VR, and all of them like want more immersion. And I feel like we're breaking into an age where, like, the idea of the lazy gamer is going to be thrown away. And, like, people are going to start trying to be more physically fit because, like, dude, swinging your arm around like you're swinging a sword for three hours is way fucking harder than sitting on your couch. Yeah, it's a little hard to uh, accuse a Beat Saber pro of not being fit. Right. I mean, being physically fit, I feel like especially on a pro level of gaming, that is some edge that most people don't think about is that, like, I used to play competitive Magic the Gathering, and I, for a fact, know that, like, late at night, not feeling my best, really 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 stoned going to a pre-release i'm not even gonna top eight but like 
I would play completely sober, you know, woke up, coffee, breakfast, went for a walk with Rebecca. And that's the hour of devastation pre-release. I didn't win. I didn't lose a match, period. Like, I didn't lose a round, obviously. But I went one against all four of my opponents, 2-0. Right. I mean, gaming for a lot of time has come with this assumption of a lack of self-care whenever really uh, high-level gaming does actually require you to be at peak mental performance, and that requires self-care. Right. Right. And it's I feel like it's a stigma that we're finally breaking away from our parents had to deal with. With that, I mean, my dad's a gamer, so, like, the assumption... It's a lazy piece of shit. My dad did lawn care for almost 20 years. Your dad That's and my dad hard. both had hard labor jobs, but were nerds. Job. And I was like, didn't your dad work in a factory making firearms? Uh, Yeah, for a little bit, he was making firearms up at Heiser's defense program. Yeah. And that's like... Again, a hard labor job. Factories are not easy to work at. Shout out to all my factory workers. And it's like, it's uh, okay, so it's not it's always super hard work. There are factories, foundries, those type of things where the work is really hard. It's that you do menial, mind-numbing tasks for long periods without moving, and like management is usually shit. And on top of that, they're almost never air conditioned. If you work in an air conditioned factory, consider that a blessing. Yeah. All those machines in one warehouse heating it all up. Yeah, I could not do it, man. I worked in a paint factory for maybe a month or two. In a, via a temp program right out of high school and that was I mean part of what I hated was all I did was fucking roll paint cans down a ramp for fucking 12 hours a day and that's like bro like what do you mean this is all I do I literally stand like this gotta hurt your back man Oh, man, yeah, because it's not like, like the ramp is like eye level. So you're rolling it down. <clears throat> you're rolling it down the ramp at like you're raising your arm to, you know, pretty high. Right. Definitely. And then Just repetitive motion injuries. Oh, yeah, it's not fun. But I think that we're going to call it for this episode. Um, thanks for joining us joining us at Dungeons & Doobies. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Dungeons & Doobies 55. Uh, our email is Dungeons & Doobies 55 at Gmail. Uh, you email us, we'll cover content. We'll watch your gameplay videos and tell us what you think. Send us speed runs. Um, we love speedruns. And thanks. <laughs>